you want to follow along with me, open it up to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one else can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the Holy Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Next, if you want to follow along, I'll be reading in Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it is not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. 
you will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us today. Being therefore a prophet, knowing that God has sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne. He foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh seek corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. Christ says, truly, truly, for a reason. He doesn't say, I tell you the truth. He says, truly, truly. That's, it's a, uh, you have to remember at the time, in, 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 he, in the, the custom, if you say something twice, especially that, it means, okay, we can take it serious. I guess something we would do today would say, all right, I'm not lying this time, or like, well, not this time, but somebody says, no, I'm serious, I'm not lying. Okay, so you're lying all the rest of the time? You know, it's, it's that type of, you know, truly, truly, I say to you. This is the truth. Those two passages I read are just two examples of it. Um, I like reading entire passages because I, I, I like to get the meaning encapsulated in it. I will quote some scripture. The truth of it is, is that the 66 books that are in here have the answers to everything. The only reason why I did not put a gun to my head and end my life is because of the truth. That's true. I've been to that point about, I'd say, three times where I was seriously going uh, about to do it. Uh, that's the truth. And that's what we're going to be talking about, right? Depression, PTSD, grief. We're going to talk about addiction, all those things. So, uh, I'm not a professional preacher, so I don't follow all the, the, the rules and stuff that they know and have. That's all right. I don't know what, what exactly it is. I try to stay away from it, stay out of there, how they, how they, how they do things. However, I can read, so I can read the Bible, and I can know the truth, and I can, I, 
hopefully discern it and organize it in some, some kind of way to get it to you. <clears throat> so over this week, uh, in a perfect world, everybody would be able to be here through all seven lessons because uh, at some points, and I don't care, it's going to seem like, well, that just kind of ended. Well, yeah, I can't tell my story and to give an example, and hopefully the intention of that is to, to bring hope to somebody that knows that, that they can be comfortable either here at the Warren Springs Road Church Christ or another church Christ, or to anybody just if they're struggling with something that... Uh, you know, we're stubborn. People have to hear it from another human being, even though we can already get it from the Bible. God, you know, Christ went through more than we could ever possibly imagine. We can't comprehend it. The suffering that he went through for us. That's where we're going to end up on Thursday. So from now until Thursday, we're going to go through a whole volley of different subjects, but it's all going to come down to just a however long it takes on Thursday, pure Bible, Scripture-centered gospel message and the truth of how that is the answer. Man does not have an answer for these issues. This morning in class, the reason why at the end of it I brought up that in Genesis it says that God created man from the dust and then God breathed life into man. That's, that's what I believe is the soul. The soul and the spirit. The Greek translation is uh, for that is P-S-Y-C-H, psych. So I wanted to make a point of that because science doesn't know what, our conscious, what consciousness is. They can't define it. They can't pin it down. They can't look at it. They can't see it. That's what God breathed into us. That's what separates us from the animals. So man tries to figure out something that we can't figure out. I look at our consciousness and, and our experiences are as infinite as space. It's, it's really amazing that the more they study the brain, the more they find out that, you know, we're not going to get a grip on this. <clears throat> However, God made it easy on us. We're blessed today because we have the entire word of God. We have the entire knowledge of what we need right here in these 66 books in order to be successful and not do damage to ourselves and others. So, I want to discuss the, throughout this week the, the roots the, of, and the truth about dealing with PTSD. I hate the term PTSD. I don't, anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. Grief, addiction, depression, all that. <clears throat> so, all I can do is use, you know, my experiences that I've had with uh, PTSD, grief, addiction, depression and take a look at where that started and, and, and how I use the scripture and, and fellow Christians to get me through it. So we also talked this morning that folks these days, that you, you, did, you know, you got to go to school and got to have that degree or otherwise there's no way that this person can be speaking about anything. If I'm speaking about scripture, understand if you're visiting with us, that if I'm speaking from the scripture, I'm speaking with no authority all the scripture comes from God and anytime that I go into scripture and talk about the scripture and use the scripture to apply it that's only through the authority of, of his written word I don't have any authority I'm just a man and flawed 
But I do have uh, about eight years, which is about the time it takes for people to get through medical school, of being going to psychiatrists, psychologists, being inpatient, outpatient, being placed on at one time more than 20 different pharmaceutical medications. <clears throat> I uh, went to AA, books, research packets, therapy exercises, years, years of this. And the answer that uh, I got was, one, if man seems like he knows what he's talking about, I can trace every one of those things back to something in scripture. Every time. Every time I hear a philosopher say something really smart, I'm a lot better at it now because I've studied the scripture a lot more over the last five years. I can find where they're talking about it and then where they got the idea from and just put their own words in there. It makes them sound brilliant. Uh, last week when I was talking about Jordan Peterson, he'll say something and say, wow, that's brilliant, but it's you know, uh, right out of scripture, just change some words. So it all comes back to the Bible. So I figure, well, we just cut out the middleman. Stop listening to man so much. Stop, uh, stop putting so much faith in man. <clears throat> but going through all this, though, has, has equipped me with dealing with it. I have to be acutely aware all the time of what I'm saying, what I'm doing, how I'm behaving. It's, it's, I have to have that in check. I have to be paying attention to that. I have to have that in the forefront of my mind. It's exhausting, but I look at it as a blessing also in many ways because I've been forced to really take a look at who I am. And when I started deciding I wanted to live and not die, that was the toughest thing. The, and the first thing I had to do was realize I'm a pretty terrible person. I've done some terrible things. I there is no reason why Christie should be here right now. None whatsoever. Probably the only person that I would have ever been able to meet in my life that would stick around through it. Crazy. But what's the root of that? So, this first lesson... Today, this morning, we're gonna. I'm gonna go over just kind of how it started, the basis of it, and regardless of the the whatever scenario I'm I'm saying, I want everybody to understand that we have this this ill-conceived idea of happiness. And I think it's really uh, a problem particular to the West and us. Maybe, maybe West can give me a little bit of insight on this also. We're supposed to be happy all the time. 
we see it on, on everything, our social media, right? Social media, everyone wants to talk about social media, Facebook. People only put their best. It swings. Some people put all of the worst all the time and ends up just becoming entertainment for you. However, most people that are normal functioning humans that aren't trying to get attention put their best all the time. And they've shown that over the past few years that that's causing clinical depression in people. Because they're like, wow, this person seems to be going on vacation all the time. Wow, this person's really, look at this, their family's doing great and this and that. You're not seeing those ugly bits, the other, you know, posted 1101. You're not seeing the other 23 hours and 59 minutes of their life. It's fake. It's not real. It's really messing up the way that our young ones think. Happiness. The, the fact of the matter is that everybody sitting in this room, number one, is going to die someday. And number two is going to face some form of tragedy. Something that is going to hit that state of happiness and knock it down, and it's going to be extremely hard to get back up, and that's where decisions have to be made. But what is it? We're going to talk about our fear, really, of, of trauma and our fear of, of not being happy and that getting in the way and messing us up. Um, to everything, there's a season. We all know that, right? That's, that's one of the popular ones. That's with every funeral. Go back and read that passage. I'm not going to read it, but uh, that whole little bit about happiness I just gave you right there, that's from that. And that's one of the most recent things that I heard Dr. Peterson say. I was like, wow, that's great. And I listened to it, and I was like, wow, he just changed a few words. It's directly from God's word. There's a time to fight. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to plant. There's a time to sow. There's a time to die. There's a time to laugh. But we need to make sure that whatever emotion we're in at that moment, that when it's a time to mourn, that's not the time to be happy. And if you expect to be happy all the time and it's a time to mourn, you're going to be screwed up mentally. It's going to twist things up. Your brain's going to not know how to deal with it. But the doctors have a drug for that, right? They got a drug for everything. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll fix it because they went to school for uh, 80 years and got a bunch of degrees. But we have to make sure that the truth of, of who we are and the understanding of, of how fragile we are has to be rooted in the Bible and those passages that I read. That's the truth. We're having a gospel meeting. I could come up and read those two passages and I would be checked the block to, to be assured that you all got the message. That passage in Acts goes through Everything with a nice example packaged up in a couple of, of verses that says what you need to do to become a Christian. I could read that every time we come in here and say, thanks for coming. And it would be good. It would be right. Really, any time that we give an invitation, we, you know, we really should just be reading those and reading straight out from, from Scripture so people can get that Scripture and get that truth. But we need to be able to explain that to folks as well. So... about five minutes, right? And there's never enough time. A lot of these will probably bleed into the next one. Tell you what. 
every fiber of my being, me and my heart, since I've been working on these lessons, is telling me, don't do this part. Don't do it. You can read scripture to them. They can get the message. You can skirt around it. Don't do it. And there's one person here right now is the only person that I've ever told, and I'm not going to talk about a lot of things throughout this week. Today will be the last time I mention anything that uh, will be icky as far as the reality of war. But it's important because it's, it's shaped who I am and where I went. But there's only one person in the room that knows my story. And uh, we're supposed to be a family. We're Christians, so that's part of it. But we don't talk to each other like we're a family. You know. Now, I wouldn't tell. I don't talk about it. If you see somebody talking about what they did and all that, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. As they found out that American Sniper wrote a book. He was on Fox News every day. He ended up getting killed. Found out a lot of stuff he said was embellished. If somebody's talking about telling you a war story, I guarantee you 90% of it's wrong. I mean, would you agree? 90% of what they're telling you is a lie. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's not where it's going to go. However, uh, it, it's, it's important, and we're going to continue with that this afternoon. This afternoon, I'm going to talk about... Um, two or three examples of where I knew my brain had taken on too much and then how I, I went to the scripture for that. Like I said, uh, it would be in a perfect world. Everybody would be here for all seven lessons. Could have been here this morning. You know, this isn't something I can do in seven 25-minute sections. Uh, two things, though as far as coming out of the, the cloud and, and coming out of this, this dealing with PTSD and depression that worked with uh, being at AA when I was deciding I was going to stop drinking. But there are two things why it works. And one of those is that it's, it's directly based off of biblical teachings. You know, admit that you're helpless and that you have to rely, they say now a higher power. You look in the older literature, it says rely on God, your creator. That's right at the top. Admit that you got a problem, admit you can't control it, and admit you have to rely on God to get yourself out of it. That's the truth. So this afternoon we'll go into a little bit more experience. And what started... Uh, what started my real difference in knowing. And I can pinpoint one specific time uh, when, when, when this event had, it occurred that I knew, uh-oh. And I even said it in my head, uh-oh. Jim's not here anymore. I am fundamentally changed in every way. And it scared me for a second, and I was like, well, uh, I wasn't a Christian at that time. I was raised in the church, but I'd already turned my back long ago on it. And uh, it was off to the races. And there was an awesome path of destruction behind me. 
but it ended up coming to a head a few years later. But um, I'm going to go more into that to kind of a background, and then, then it will, you know, by the time we get to Thursday, hopefully we'll be able to wrap that all up. But uh, ran out of time this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to ignore the clock and take as much time as I need. But uh, I hope that you all can come back this afternoon and be here for the rest of the series so that it just doesn't seem like a disjointed, you know, uh, uh, confusing story because it will continue. And I guess kind of did it on purpose too, right? I'll admit it. I just was thinking there for a second, like, you know what? I'll tell them I'm going to tell you some stuff that I wouldn't tell anybody except for one person in the room, but you've got to come back to hear it. So we're going to do that at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Come back, and uh, we will continue. But we also, at the end of every service, this is a worship service, we offer an invitation. That invitation is um, that if you have any type of spiritual need that, that you can come forward, we can pray with them for you. But also, if you believe that Christ is the Son of God and that he was sent to earth by God, in order that he can be crucified and, and, and shed his blood in order to be uh, for the remission of our sins. If you believe that and, and you were prepared to confess that and repent of your sins, we can uh, take care of that today, right now. There's, there's, why wait? Um, we'll baptize you right here this morning. And trust me, everyone will be excited to miss lunch. They won't even be thinking about it because... It's an incredible moment. We had a baptism on Wednesday, and uh, it's a great moment. Made it hard to go to sleep that night. There she is. Yeah. Uh, it's an it's a awesome, awesome thing. Those are the good, good times in life. when it, it's, you know, That's when you need to feel happy. A soul was saved and added to the church. If you need that, if you want that, if you have any spiritual need, we ask you to come forward this time as uh, we stand and sing.